the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson, the Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called walking through your open door. Something God wants every child of God to do. Saints of the Most High God, we're blessed people. One of the reasons why is because we have a God who loves us like nobody else will ever do. One of the things that our God will do for us is open doors of opportunity for us. Doors that God wants us to walk through so that we can live the blessed life and be a blessing in life like he wants us to do and be. But in order for us to live the blessed life that God wants us to live and be the blessed people that God wants us to be, we have to walk through the doors that God opened for you and me. Otherwise, we won't ever be the blessed people that God wants us to be or to live the blessed life that God wants us to live. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we learn to walk through the doors of opportunity that God opened for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. So we're in Mark chapter 11. We hit this last time. We're just going to touch upon it before we move on. In verse 22, of course, uh, this uh, passage of scripture right here is following a discourse whereas Jesus uh, had spoken to a fig tree and told that fig tree dry up uh, excuse me, told it, no man shall eat fruit of thee hereafter. No man shall eat fruit of thee hereafter. And less than 24 hours later, when the disciples came back by and stared with Jesus, they brought back to Jesus' remembrance when they looked over at the fig tree and saw it dried up from the root. And they said, you know, they was tripping out because the words that Jesus spoke came true so fast. Do you know it don't take God long when you're walking in the power of God? In verse 22, Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. We already learned that 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 phrase in the literal Greek is have the faith of God, have the faith of God. Because if you use the faith that God uses, then you're going to have the uh, achievements and accomplishments that God has. When you use the faith that God uses, you will have the achievements and accomplishments that God has. If you use the same stuff, you'll get the same results. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But then he then escalates this thing in verse 23 and says, for verily, which means show enough, show enough, I ain't playing. Which means I ain't bluffing, I ain't lying, I ain't fluffing, I ain't conning you, I ain't pulling your leg, I ain't trying to run no game on you. I'm bringing it straight down the middle of what it is I'm about to say. I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, with the reason why I use the word this is because he didn't say a mountain. If it was a mountain, then they could have said it was theoretical, homiletical, you know, hermeneutical. It could have been, you know, just a, he was postulating that perhaps the, the, if, if there were such a mountain. But no, he was not postulating if there was such a mountain. He said, this mountain right here, this one right there. It was a real mountain right there. He said, for 
that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Pause button. He's saying, look, that if you have the faith of God and you speak to a mountain and tell it to move and you don't doubt in your heart that whatsoever you say shall come to pass, then you're going to have whatsoever you say it which means that mountain will do a swan dive over there in that lake if you tell it to. It'll do a full gainer with a half twist. Tens will be raised up all over the place because it dove just like you told it to dove. That's if you've got the faith of God. That's why it's so important for us to have the faith of God. That's what he was talking about when he was talking about that you've held fast to my name because there's faith in the name. That's what he was talking about is that you held fast to my word because it is the word of faith. And that's the reason why he said that, uh, uh, that you've got a little strength because it's the word of God that will give you the necessary strength to be able to move forward, move you forward to do what it is that God has called you to do. He said, but if you got that, if you have that, I'm, I'm anointing, if you have that, you'll begin to be able to do what it is that it'll do what it is you say. Now, I don't know. I was there. I was there. You know, always read the Bible like you was there. I was there. And I was there. And I saw the disciples when he said it. I looked over their eyes when they said it. I even heard what they had to say. Y'all want to know what they had to say? Y'all don't want to hear what they had to say. You want to hear what they had to say? They said, say what? In fact, help me remember like I was there. So when I get ready to read this, y'all going to say, say what? In practice. Say what? Okay, here we go. And so they was already tripping over the fact that the fig tree had had went went up at the roots. And they said, gee, look at the fig tree. It dried up just like you said. And Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. For for verily I say unto you, (laughs) that whosoever, could you stand over here and cue her for me, please? Praise God. (laughs) For (laughs) For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but... Uh, shall believe those things that he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Yeah, that's what they did. And then he went on after that and said, therefore, I say unto you that because I said that, this is what I'm saying. What things soever ye desire is getting personal. When ye pray, uh uh-oh, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. That was their answer the second time too, just like the first time. First time they was tripping out already. They said, you was talking about anybody, anybody can do it, can speak to a mountain. But see, it's one thing when anybody can do it, but what about for you to do it? See, when it gets personal, it's a whole nother world. Because we can accept that anybody in America can be rich. Anybody in America, this is the land of promise. This is, this is the, the land of opportunity. In America, sure enough, everybody can be rich. But what happens when it comes down to you? Do you believe it can happen for you? See, that's a whole nother world. Jesus put it generally at first, wants you to know that everybody, whosoever, black, white, male, female, Hispanic, Oriental, whether you're ugly, whether you're good looking, praise God, no matter who you are, whether you got an education or no education whatsoever, whether or not you know the language, don't know the language, whether you know everything to do, don't know everything to do, whether you did everything right, did everything wrong, whosoever shall say unto that mountain, be thou picked up and be thou removed and cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart that whatsoever he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And they said, and then he said, hey, and you, if you say, if you believe you, 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 I can see him walk around putting his finger in all everybody's faces. And they wasn't like slapping it down either. They were like, who, me? Yeah, you, if you say unto that, if you, Believe that whatsoever you say shall come to pass. Then you'll have 
whatsoever he saith. But see, most folks stop right there. And then we run, woo, and shout, woo, and dance all about. We like, do, 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 do. That's when the, the bump music kick in and stuff. Hey, we, you know, and that's when the organ, and we like, woo, <laughs> sit back down, because he ain't finished talking. Because there's another and that follows that one. And that and, well, let's, let's, let's get back in rhythm. If you speak to the mountain, the mountain will move. And whatever you desire, when you pray, believe it and you'll receive it. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything with any any person. Yeah, that's usually the answer that follow that one too. Because the first two say what's was like exciting. Say what? Say what? And then he say, and when you pray, forgive. Say what? <laughs> That's what most people do when they get to jail. When God say, I ain't finished telling you a powerful revelation. Because before you can even start talking about throwing mountains all over the place, before you can start talking about speaking the mountains and they move, let's first move this mountain of unbelief, and, or excuse me, this mountain of unforgiveness that's on the inside of you. Because before we start talking about moving the mountain outside, let's move the mountain inside. Because for most of us, dare I say all of us, there are mountains of unforgiveness on the inside of us where folk have done stuff to us, where folk have messed us, messed over us, hurt us, disappointed us, lied to us, cheated on us. As good as I've been to you, as kind as I was to you, as faithful as I was to you, when folk was hitting on me all over the place and I wouldn't say nothing to them and I find out you in half the folk beds, when I would loan you money, when nobody else would loan you money, and you play me like this, when I'm kind to you, speak to you, and you treat me like this, play me like I'm a fool, walk on me like I'm a doormat, I open my heart up to you, and you played me like that? I open my life up to you, my house up to you, and you treat me like that? Oh, see, oh, see, oh, oh, see, oh, see, you don't you ain't, you ain't know. And, I, and then God said, before you start throwing mountains all over the place, before you start believing God for all these awesome manifestations in the midst of your life for all these things, God said, if ye have ought, ought, that word ought is old English for anything, anything. I mean, if you got any problem with anybody, no, see, oh, God couldn't be talking about anybody. Because, <laughs> you don't know what my wife did for me. You, you don't know how my husband played me. You don't know. You what, Lord, you don't know. You wasn't there. I know you see everything, but you didn't see that one. <laughs> I know you know everything, but you don't know that one. <laughs> you don't know what they did to me, man. You don't know. I mean, I mean, this is like the fittest, 15, 15, 15, 16th time. 
You know, you know, when you hit real hard, numbers is all jumbled up. They're the fittiest, fitting, fitting time. The day and did me like this. And I, and, I, and I was kind to them. I took them from nowhere and caused them to be something. I financed their education. I supported them. I, I, I'd watch the kids while they out there in the streets. And then I found out they ain't only in the streets, but they in somebody's bed. You expect me to forget that too? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Because see, what you need to understand is the full scheme of what's happening. God knows that there's one thing that will keep you from moving forward into the awesome opportunity that he has in store for you. He knows, Satan knows, that there's something that can keep you from moving forward. And Satan will always play that card in the midst of your life. That thing that you say you can't deal with. That thing you say you can't handle. That thing that you said that if it's ever happened, that's it. I mean, just forget it. That's it. God said, if you got anything against anybody, forgive them. Then let's go talking about speaking to these mountains. Then we start talking about all this faith you got. See, he's not, can, can I go there? We talked about it last week, but I just got to touch it again. This forgiveness is not tied to your throwing mountains around. This forgiveness is tied to your half faith in God because forgiveness is a function of faith. Forgiveness is a function of faith. Just like you do everything else in God by faith, you forgive by faith. Trusting in God, having confidence in God, putting your reliance in God. And then here's where you get a chance to find out that he is the source of your strength. That he is the strength of your life. That this is where we get the opportunity to be able to separate ourselves from the world and be different than everybody else because the world can't do what God is asking you to do. They can't do it. And if we're worldly, we can't do it either. But if we're godly, we can do it. Because he's the strength, the source of our strength. He's the strength of our life. God says, first thing we need to deal with is this unforgiveness on the inside of you. Because once we deal with that, then we can get some things forward. We can get some things going. Then we can cause some awesome manifestations and stuff like that. Turn with me, please, to Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9. See, this is important to understand because this forgiveness is very important. God says, as you stand praying, as you standing, stand and do this first. Forgive. Why? Because that's what he himself does. If you've got the faith of God, you can use the same thing God uses, then you can bring the same accomplishments that he has. But you've got to use what God uses to bring the accomplishments that he wants to bring, too. You've got to do it like he does it. See, we're Christians, so we live like he lives. We don't live like everybody else lives. Hey, man. Two strong, loud amens, please, on the count of three. One, two, three. Thank you, because I'm going to be needing those from this point forward. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 9, because I got a feeling y'all ain't saying it too many more times past this. Nehemiah chapter 9. I don't know. I can feel it all. I can feel the back of your head rising up already. Well, some of y'all like, <laughs> I done come in the wrong church today. This fool talking about forgiveness. No, the Bible is. I'm just explaining it to you. Nehemiah chapter 9. Let's start reading in verse 16. 
It says, but they and our fathers dealt proudly and hardened their necks and hardened and hearken not to thy commandments. Of course, this right here is where God is speaking about uh, the children of Israel and whom he had already delivered, whom he had already shown kindness in the midst of their lives, whom he had already come through for, that when they were uh, a, a people who conducted themselves like they were not a people of God in bondage and everything like that, God set them free. But after he set them free, you'd have thunk, that's past participle ghetto, you'd have thunk that they would have like, kind of like lined their lives up with him and begin to start being thankful at the very least and doing the things that he had wanted them and asked them to do. But did they do it? Let's see. He said in verse 17, and refused to obey. That means that they could have obeyed, but they chose not to. Neither were mindful of thy wonders that thou didst amongst them, which means that they wouldn't even keep in their mind the tremendous things that God had already done in the midst of their lives which is excellent fuel for you to be able to move forward into the other things that God has in store for your life. That since he did this, then easily I can do that. Or since he did this, I will say amen to that and, 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 and surrender myself to it and do what it is because God's word is always true. God's word is always right. God knows exactly what it is he needs us to do so that he can be able to move forward in any things he has in store for you. And because of that, we trust you. If you say do it, then I know it needs to be done and I'm going to go ahead and do it and I'll obey. But not them. These were people who refused to obey and wouldn't even keep in their mind the thing that God did for them previously. It says, it's going further, but harden their necks. They harden their own necks. You know, when folk get all stiff neck, I ain't doing it. I ain't bending. I ain't bowing. I ain't, I ain't. And in their rebellion, in their what? In their rebellion, appointed a captain to return to their bondage. Come on, I'm going back to that old lifestyle I used to live before they did what they did or before this happened. But thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and forsook them not. Look at the Lord. The Lord is a God who is ready to pardon. He said, I forsook them not. Why is that? Because I'm ready to pardon. Although they played me like they played me, although they've done me like they've done me, although I served, I saved them, they won't serve me. Although I brought them out of bondage, they put together opportunities to go back to bondage. Although I've come through for them and blessed them, it gave them a life that they could never live, gave them a family that they could never have, gave them opportunities to do things that they could never do, but they're going to turn around and they still ain't going to do what I told them to do. But look at God. Look at God. Look at God. God could easily say, well, holla at you. Take your little raggedy butt back to bondage then. That's it. Y'all don't mind if I get real, do you? Now, if y'all don't want me to get real, I got another message up there and stuff like that for other fake Christians. But if y'all want me to get real, I can go on and talk to you real. You would take your little tail back to bondage. She could have easily said, well, holla at you. I came through for you. I, 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 I overlooked your sin before. Now you want to be stupid and stuck on stupid and keep doing the wrong thing? See ya. Ain't going to be ya. That's what he could have did, couldn't he? But the Bible says that God is a God who pardons. Who pardons. Can y'all work with me on this? The word pardon is an awesome word. It's a legal term. In law, when a verdict comes back, it comes back either guilty or not guilty. For the person that's not guilty, they're let off the hook. They're free to go about their way. To the person who's guilty, they're incarcerated. 
imprisoned and perhaps even killed based upon what they did. For the person who's not guilty, they're free. To the person who's guilty, they stuck right there. They ain't going no further. And whatever the penalty that comes as a result of it is now theirs because it's already been judged that it's, that it's so. You did it. You lied. You cheated. You stole. You, 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 you played me like you did. You hurt me. It happened. The verdict has already come back guilty. You've done it. So when the judge then gets up, he pronounces sentence. And when he pronounces sentence, he has a little mandate and rules that he has to pronounce his sentence by that based upon this infraction and based upon this thing, then this is how many years that you can get. This is the span of years that you can get. This would be the penalty that can be meted out as just recompense uh, as a reward for what it is that you've done. Or he can stand up and say, pardoned. To say you're pardoned does not mean you're not guilty. To say you're pardoned doesn't mean you're not guilty. In fact, most times they pardon, you've done it. Amen. But the only thing is, you don't have to pay any of the price for what you just did. God, our Father, is a God who pardons. That you guilty as charged. You guilty as all get out. Was found with your hand in the cookie jar with crumbs all around your mouth, all in your teeth. Come on up in here. You ain't like you ain't flossed in a month. Got teeth all, got crumb, cookie crumbs all up in your teeth and stuff like that. And you standing there grinning, talking about I ain't do it. <laughs> so now you're guilty of lying too. But God say, pardon. That I'm going to set you free anyway. Can, can, can we talk? Anytime you see what God does in scripture, you see the awesomeness of the tremendous God that God is. But since he created you in his image and likeness, you also see the awesomeness of person that you have opportunity to be, whom God has already made you to be, who all you have to do is be the you that God made you to be, and you can do the same thing too. One of the reasons why we study scripture is to be able to see God in all his glory. But the second reason is so that you can find yourself. Because just like he can pardon, you can pardon. I don't know about that, Pastor. I don't know. That's God. Well, God is love, according to 1 John. But since God is love, then that then means then that you need to be that same love in order to pull it over. Well, God's God. I'm just me. But Romans 5, 5 says he shed his love abroad in, the, in your heart by the Holy Ghost. The moment you got born again, he fused you together with him and you became one. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new, and all things are of God, which means deriving his strength and power from, as well as origin. And so since it's deriving his strength and power from God, then you are of God, which means you derive your strength and power from God too. He is the strength of your life. He is the source of your strength. And so since he is a person that pardons, guess what you are? Yeah, you're a person that pardons. You heard it out of your own mouth. You a person that partners. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I really hope that you're seeing that the Word of God is saying about the doors of opportunity that God has opened for us. Doors of opportunity both to be blessed and to be a blessing like God wants us to be in our lives. Hope that you're seeing the importance of walking through the doors that God has opened for me and you so that you can receive and achieve everything that God has planned and prepared for me and you. I don't know about you, but I plan to walk through. I hope you do too. 
If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Business Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a wonderful spirit-filled event that's held at Word of Faith just for you. We invite all the saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to join us on this Sunday evening for our Christmas musical at Word of Faith when we'll celebrate the birth of the Christ child in songs ministered by our anointed worship team. As Christmas approaches, it'll be good if we take our minds off the gifts that we need to buy and the ones that we hope that other people will buy for us and put our minds on the gift that God has already given us. Come on through as we set our focus on this Christmas season on the wonderful day when Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, was born. It starts at 6 p.m. sharp, and it'll be followed by a wonderful reception in our fellowship hall. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this, too. There is no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. Make a point to be there and join this wonderful celebration of the birth of our Savior. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. It'll be good to see you and your family there. I look forward to seeing all of you Sunday evening at the Christmas Cantata at a Word of Faith essay. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 